my dog. Hello, sir. How are, How are you? you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm excited, man, as always. I'm all, I always get excited right before we do these. I'm like, get to hang out with my boys for a few minutes. You know what it's I mean? Always, it's always fun, man. It's always so much fun. Always good. What have you been up to in the short time we've been apart? Dude, I did a, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Getting ready, getting ready for school, man. I've had a whole lot of shit going on. I can't think about anything else right now because me and Celeste rented some scooters and just rode around town earlier. Cool. Is the most exciting thing I've done in I don't know how long. I don't know if that's like pathetic or if it's like uh, strange or whatever, but like I've been riding the high of riding a scooter for like three hours now. It's fantastic. Well, you don't do drugs, so like I would expect no less. That's like you're high. You gotta fucking <laughs> <laughs> listen to Bewitcher and shit. Bewitcher. Oh yeah, I was actually yeah. I was wearing it while I was riding around, dude. I, I fuck I fuck with Bewitcher hard. I fucked with Bewitcher hard too. How good was the show Bewitcher, Incantation, and Go for bro? It was incredible, man. Like to you really know, was. I I love I've seen Bewitcher before. I saw them last year in uh Baltimore and they fucking killed it then. They killed it this time. We are here to play the devil's music. It's just they're the devil's rock and roll. That's what it is. Yeah. And then uh, you know, in, in my first time seeing Incantation and Goat Whore, and they both absolutely crushed it. How could they not? Um, and then dude, cave caveman cult fucking wrecked shit too. Yeah. Let's let me great tell you something. Anytime you see a guitar player, right? Walk on to stage wearing a fucking duck blind and like some war paint on his face you know that shit is about to jump off in like an irresponsible and dangerous way and i'm here for that it's next level it's next level yes Beastie. I, can't believe, I can't believe you've never seen goat whore or incantation before i'm so Dude, happy I've, i know thank you man me too i've had so i had a i've had a goat horse sticker on a little cd wallet in my car since like 2005 or 2000 yeah maybe 2004 something like that you know, like the yeah. band for a long time, but been a big incantation fan for a long time. Like I, I just, you know, never got around to it for a big chunk of that time. I lived in places where shows didn't come that often. And yeah. for a big chunk of that time, I was also not exactly yeah. in a place to be going to see shows. Um, so who, who cares, man? It happened. It finally no, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Incantation lays it down, man. Like after <laughs> that show, every time I see them, I'm like, they might be my favorite death metal band. Like period. This it's incredible. I would say just based on what I know about you and the conversations we've had so far, if someone yeah. were to ask me to, to guess what your favorite death metal band is, I would say Incantation. Yeah, it's Incantation and Cannibal Corpse are like tied for number one. Just depends, oh, yeah. Depends on the mood, I guess. But yeah, absolutely. The riffs just fuck, dude. Like They do. They that? do. The riffs fuck and then like the atmosphere fucks. That's okay. one of the things that I like most about Incantation is just like yeah. how 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 spread out the style is there's like so much shit going on yeah. and they're they just keep getting better i, I feel like. i think so their, their later albums are like much better than their like middle middle of the middle albums and even some of their shit in the, the early days they, i think their their new shit's so good that's one of the one of the one of the things about incantation fan base man is you're gonna have you're gonna have people and i am discovering this as well you remember like jesus christ how long have we been we've been hanging out for like two years now yeah uh, not too long into our uh, podcasting, I discovered or sort of got into their album Blasphemy for the first time, really. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely, I do. Since that time, as I have, you know, I was a big fan of a ton of other incantation records, but they just have a ton of shit out, and I never really just hadn't given that one a whole lot of attention. Now, that's been a while back at this point, but diving into that 
particular album and then into everything else incantation that naturally comes along with like getting into one record for me because you know me i gotta fucking listen to everything See, um I, you you find out with incantations fan base that like there's people it's not just the oh man the demo shit was the best now obviously you're gonna find people like that but with incantation with all these records spread out over all this time you're gonna find motherfuckers who's like favorite incantation record like their liver die by this record is like a random record from a random era in yeah. the band's history 2004 yeah yeah and i think that's tight though man because Me like too. that says that says to me a lot about like their staying power but then also just how different a lot of those eras have been but at the same time how it all sort of fits together um it's just really cool it is cool and i love the doomy shit too i love how they're not yeah to go like a 12 minute like doom epic song for like no reason it's awesome we're gonna, awesome. We're gonna stick two outro what i can't remember which one it is but there's one that's got two outro tracks it's, and it's blasphemy yeah blasphemy all right like 24 yeah. minutes yeah one of them's like 20 something minutes and then one of them's like three yeah it's outro and outro two just outro <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it is, I, though, I, man. It cracked me up. About that. I did talk to him, and he said he remembered us. I don't know if he was just being nice, but he said, "Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> I remember." But I, I hope, I hope he, I hope, I hope he remembered us. I hope he remembered us too. But yeah, that he was very cool. nice and uh, was very. He was slinging merch, dude. He was selling merch. He was working hard, man. See, man, I looked for him and I couldn't find him. He 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 That's didn't come back saying. to the merch. I don't know if he maybe he wasn't feeling too good or whatever. I mean, obviously, being out on the road, he shit, he might have just been tired, had to make a phone call or something. Obviously, they don't owe us that or anything like that but i did really just want to shake the dude's hand and be like hey man you because in a way like i i feel like he him and trevor um were like the shows i think that sort of legitimized us as a podcast you know what i mean like you've been doing death comes lifting by yourself for a while and you had a whole bunch of cool people talk to you and and we had already had a whole bunch of cool people talk to us by then but like those were two big name guys from two big name bands who were just like yeah you fucking couple of nobodies will spend how, how long are we on the horn with fucking John McKinty? Like two and a half hours or something like that. I think it yeah, was the longest one we'd done yet. I know. He was, and he was so nice and generous with information. Yeah. And he's the same in real life. He's out there with the fans hanging out, selling merch. Like that's that work ethic that death metal breeds, man. That's, that's right, baby. You know, yeah. and we can't, we can't talk about all that and not shout out Zach Simmons for just being Zach Simmons. from Zach Black Simmons. And Tro Carr. More Sounds like a nice guy. I'd love to love to hang out with him one day. I'd love to spend some time with him. Me too, man. Me too. It was you you meet him in person, right? Yeah. First thing you think of is God damn, look at that beard, man. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. That is a fucking well manicured beard on this motherfucker. He's and serious about it too. He's very serious about it. Like I, yeah. I I I wish that I could get mine to behave. He's still got that uh whatever that shit is that like colors your hair. What is it? I don't know what the fucking. I don't know the chemical that makes your hair a certain color or whatever. Like bleach. <laughs> no, <laughs> like uh, like uh, uh, pigment. Brogan. The pigmentation thing yes. that makes your hair brown or fucking blonde or whatever. That. Like whenever, whenever all that shit. I can't believe I don't know what this word is. Whenever you get older and all of that shit like goes away and you have gray hair or whatever, your gray hair is like kinky and wild and shit. Young person's hair is able to like stay manageable, like even facial hair. It's always like naturally curly and everything, you know? Yeah. Zach can still do that. I can't, man. If I grow my beard out, I got like, it's all either gray or white. And like, it's just fucking everywhere, man. It's like TV static. I can't get it to do anything that I want it to do. It's insane. It'd look cool when you're older, maybe like an old wizard type vibe. You, you that would be pretty tight. If I, yeah, man, I, if I, in my twilight professor days, 
yeah, I will uh, I will move smooth into not giving a fuck territory. Get yeah. the get the patches on my elbows and my my blazers and just have a crazy beard. It'll be great, man. People tobacco will love it. pipe, but not tobacco. Just have a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor's orders. Just carry the pipe. Yeah, that's cool. Well, uh, I texted. We should give the we got we got to give this guest a shout out. This intro for the this man doesn't even need an intro. No, he doesn't. I feel uh, like he's the. I feel like he's like the default third host of the show. He's the third. Yeah, he's the one we've had on the most. Is this going to be his fourth time? I think third? so. Yeah, third or fourth. I think it's fourth. I think it's fourth too. And it should be. It should be more. It should be. He should be. Yeah, man. We should. We should get him on as often as we can. I think it's a lot of fun. And you know, you got three. When you put three heads together, and then you bring a fourth one in to you know fire some questions off of them or yeah. whatever. I feel like it just. It's like a. A pinball machine, man. The more shit that you got in there to bounce off of it, the longer the game lasts. That's what we want to do. And of, of course, the man we're talking about is Rocco Martone. Death. Rocco Martone, death metal extraordinaire. Just the beast. He's uh while we wait for him to come on, I just texted him to make sure he got the invite. But he um he is besides you, my best mm-hmm. friend that I've made from the podcast. Oh. I, I I put him in that same category, man. I feel like through the podcast, I obviously have gotten closest to you, but then right. since we had him on saying. so much and, you know, he was super cool with us from the jump. Like we exchanged mm-hmm. cell phone numbers early on and been texting each other and yeah, all that other kind of cool shit. So I feel like, like from the minute we did that show, like everything, he yeah. just, be- he just kind of became part of my world and, and, and has been to this day, sent me a Christmas card. Like Damn. that's, that's best bud type shit. Rocco sings for a band called Chain to the Dead, who we absolutely love. Chain to the Dead was cool enough when I was still down at WUSC in South Carolina at the University of South Carolina. I had a radio show down there. And during um, the final year that I was on campus, we did a Halloween fundraiser and Chain to the Dead played a virtual concert and our homeboys in Crypt Dweller played a virtual concert. And that shit was so cool for them to do that, man. This was during the pandemic. Or I mean, fuck, we're still in the pandemic. But everything was locked down. There were no live shows or anything. So they set up and uh, we just had a blast, man. It was a whole lot of fun. I remember watching that. I completely forgot. Dude. It was tight. I'm, I'm so glad that they agreed to do it. Um, but, you know, apart from that, they're just all cool guys. If you haven't heard Chain to the Dead before and you're listening to this, you definitely want to check them out if you're a fan of crazy ass fucking death metal because it is death metal. But there's like a ton of gore grind elements to it. There's like uh, a bunch of splattery shit going on. Like it's not it's not going to be what you often hear. I feel like they are they embody everything that we want from death metal, but they are an atypical death metal band. And yeah, he does that very much on purpose because he's so oh, yeah. smart and he's such a fan and he just injects all that into their music. Oh, for sure. And I will. I, the, one of the things that I think is cool is that there are Chain to the Dead songs where the only real death metal element is Rocco. And I think that that's fucking baller as shit because like if you, if you pull away the crazy vocal performance that's like, you know, half Jeff Walker, half Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're going to get like, it, sometimes it's just like straight ahead groovy shit where if you had a dude like singing clean over it or something, it would, it would feel like a completely different genre of music. And like, that's the kind of shit that I really, really love that I obsess over. I agree. I agree. He's, he's the man. And 
He's coming in right now. What timing? What, what, a, what a good dude. And what, what is timing from what a good dude? Get that motherfucker in here. Get that motherfucker. I always say while we wait for them to connect, we need a theme song that I can interject in here. We yeah, we could. We need Rocket to record it. Yeah, no. Just pick a change to the dead theme. Song. Do the Mo. Th- do do their song about Mo from The Simpsons. It's less than a minute long. You can just play a little bit of it, and it starts with it starts with Rocco going like do that that fucking growl snarl thing that he does that he's really good at. Yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'd be okay with that if we could just steal that, right? He's fine. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's connecting to audio. He Fruits lives- of their labors. Who cares? He lives in the middle of nowhere in New Jersey, so you never know with his connection. That's also why we like him. The crazy, like, yeah, we, was hermit. Rocco lives in the woods in New Jersey. He like, does. it's he's out there with fucking Cropsey. That's New York, isn't it? Yeah. Cropsey's, is Cropsey like Long Island? I can't remember. Oh, sure. you, know what I'm ta- you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The urban legend thing or whatever? Yeah, I think that's, I want, I think that's New York. I wonder if there's any urban lit. Oh, the Jersey Devil. That's yeah. a, a thing. I bet Rocco hangs out with him or it. They, they, you know, the, the Jersey Devil. We don't know what the preferences are. We don't know how they go. Camp Crystal Lake. Also. Oh, shit. Jersey. I heard you talking to the Jersey Devil here. Yeah. 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 Motherfucker you, shows up. Y'all know him, right? You know him? The JD? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he sounds like he's coming through my microphone. Right oh my god! <laughs> Keep it on you, like that the whole time. Leave it like that. Yeah, man. Was that? What is that? Some little echo effect? Seems like it. Um, the thirteenth son of a thirteenth son, right? That's the Jersey Devil. I have no idea. You have to explain it to us. Um, it's the Leeds family. There's a woman born in uh, the Pine Barrens, New Jersey, and apparently her thirteenth son came out uh, atrocious looking and a monster, and uh, haunts the Pine Barrens of New Jersey to this day. The Pine Barrens about two and a half hours from me. Mm. uh southwest um which uh there's not much going on down there besides uh far jersey devil jersey devil (laughs) and and chrissy and paulie got lost in the pine barrens when they tried to whack that fucking uh that that interior decorator yeah you guys saw that shit paulie had to uh eat ketchup which was yeah then ketchup packets and i'm a fuck you paulie i'm a condiment hater so uh that scene was disgusting oh man you got if it's all you got that's all you've got rocco bring me death how are you man it's good to see you it's so good to see you bro. yeah guys it's really uh great i was looking forward to this once i got the uh the the, the iggy from from zach yeah me me too we've been thinking about it for days now i was like what are we going to talk about and i thought i'd put some ideas together or whatever and then i thought no i'm not going to do that because i hadn't seen this motherfucker in forever we're just going to let it fly we're going to see what happens yeah, we, we've, we've knighted you as the official third host of this podcast. The official, <laughs> like official. dead serious, as often as we can get you on, we should. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It's a it's a important relationship to me. It means a lot. It is. It's awesome. a lot of it's everybody has fun. I feel like we do. We do good stuff. We do big things. We're just going <laughs> to talk about how much we fucking love each other and just put it out there. for. That's like world. That might that might be what the world needs right now. I think it is. Yeah, three bros just hanging out. Three dudes. I think it's important. I think it's very important for guys, and I think it's something that a lot of older guys, older like my father's age, and didn't have, which was the ability to tell other men how they how you cared about them, and it's very important. It's a it's masked with a lot of dialogue of like you know like just uh like the term bromance or whatever it's like no yeah. like you could have a loving relationship with a guy that's your friend and it's, it's got to be more normalized because it's important it's important to talk to people and let them know how you feel and 
talk about things like that without this like we're getting too close so we got to put this arm up and like make yeah. sure you know like, it's like no no like we That's should crazy. be loving each other and that stuff you know it's important i agree i agree i feel like my life has <clears throat> like as i've gotten older you know, I, I don't know if it was like an adolescence thing or whatever, but me and my friends were all kind of standoffish with each other. Like we never told each other that we loved each other. We busted each other's balls all the time. You know what I mean? Just like kid stuff or whatever. Right. right. And then again, I don't know if any kids are ever really at that level. Maybe maturity is what's required to get to the point where you're like, I love you, bro. But it was like it was I was like into my 20s, later 20s. Uh, by the time I became common for me to like tell my friends that I love them and have them say it back. And I just feel like my life's a lot more complete um, since that. You know what I mean? Well, it feels, feels good. good. Feels good to love motherfuckers and it feels good when a motherfucker loves you back. Yeah. I mean, inherently friendships are a little selfish anyway because you want sure. someone to be your friend mm -hmm. because of how they make you feel. Yeah. And once they're your friend, it comes the altruism and the compassion and all those like, I will do anything for you type stuff comes with that. But yeah, you generally want that person to like you. And that's why the friendship works. That they, you feel good around that person, you know? Exactly. I, I straight up feel cooler and more legitimized that you two are my friends. Oh, <laughs> no, that's kind. Straight up. Perhaps too kind. I know. It's sad almost, actually. <laughs> I don't think it's sad. I think it's really no. cool. I, I, I feel think it's great. great pride. That's right. So what about, what about prey? The prequel to Predator. Uh, I, I want. I actually want Rocco to go first. I think he's probably the hardest of the three of us to satisfy. I think so too. To um, I didn't even see it. I know I did. I did. I had a. I, I fucking loved it. I had a blast watching it, man. That's oh, my yeah, dog. Dude. That's my dog. I That's thought you were gonna be like, I don't have Hulu. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I gotta get my Bob's my Bob's Burgers uh, fixed. We don't have my, Hulu what we do in the shadows in the yeah. Jersey Devil Barons. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Prey was great, man. Uh, yeah. I really, you know, it's it's time and it's like, it's cool that we're at a time where we're seeing different looking people do shit like that. And it's really yeah. cool to see that 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 time frame, um, which is actually kind of, I feel like getting a little more representation on stuff like I don't know if you ever yeah. seen Reservation Dogs, which is on FX. You can see it on Hulu. It's on our list. We're going to check it out. Amazing show. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like a super important show about people you don't really see. Sure. And it's done yeah. by those people. And it's really cool. And I mean, take away that it's a fucking badass action movie. You don't even need the sound on, you know, put on a fucking goddamn uh, an album and just yeah. put the crank the fucking music and you could just watch that. And just enough little moments that were like, you know, uh, the, if it bleeds, we could kill it. Blind. Yeah. Oh just my enough. God. Call like, back. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just enough. So I saw, I, you know, I am in the same boat as you. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I thought it was a brilliant movie. <laughs> and my, obviously my, uh, the majority of my time is spent on, on social media, uh, cause I'm terminal with that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I've had, I've seen some interesting reactions to it. Um, one of them was about how much fans service was in the movie and how fucking stupid it was and i i wanted to be like do you like things like, are there things that are there things that make you happy like i feel like obviously we don't want to spoil anything about the movie for anybody who's not watching but there are a couple of callbacks to previous things in the franchise near the end of the movie we realize that there is a very important um item in the film that we have seen in the franchise before um, and I think when you, when you combine that with the, uh, the little animated mid credits part, 
um, which I don't know if you guys watched that or not, but if you didn't, you should have. Um, I think that we're going to get, I have no idea whether I didn't see that. I'm going to go. Well, we're, we're going, we're going to get another film, I believe with specifically this cast and in this time period, right? If you, okay. So here's the deal. If you haven't seen the movie, you need to skip ahead. Like what? Five minutes, five minutes, skip ahead, five minutes, three, two, one. All right. If you're still listening, this is your own fucking fault. Right. Um, at the, so in the mid credit scene, right. It's all like stick figure drawings or like, no, which, you know, like more primitive art. Okay. It sounds like such a shitty thing to say. I, I, I don't know how necessarily the best way to describe it, except to say stick figures. Um, there's like animation and stick figures or whatever. And then at the end of that, you see like Naru is leading the tribe or she's like the lead hunter or the lead warrior in the tribe. And they're like moving. And then three ships, three predator ships come down real quick towards where they are. And then it cuts off. So what I'm thinking is that we're going to find out exactly sort of how that flintlock pistol came into the possession of the aliens or the predators that we see at the end of predator two. Um, and there was a guy on the internet who was really pissed off about that stupid fan service. Like, dude, that's a germane plot element to me. Like that sounds to me like something that is completely organic and it fits in the film in such a really cool and interesting way. I feel like it opens way more doors than it closes. And I feel like from like a narrative standpoint, it's it's not like the guy fucking found a lightsaber or something <laughs> buried in the dirt. You know what I mean? Like it it just it seems to make sense to well, me. It sounds like the guy that wrote that comment is a person that you would not want to go on a road trip with. It just seems I like probably, a real annoying human being. I probably Which, wouldn't. I, I would like. <laughs> I would like to talk to this person just in real life and be like, tell me, <laughs> tell me exactly what it is about this that you hate, and then see how it goes. Yeah, he but, just sounds like a miserable person. I think it's cool. Fan service is a, like, I don't know. I, I like callbacks to shit that I fucking me like. Too. Like, you know, it's like it used to be the thing you wanted. And if there's not enough of that, you're going to yeah. get the people who complain about that stuff too. Like, and it can be, it can be like cheesy or, or over the top or whatever, but it can also be done in a way that I think really lets you know that you're dealing with filmmakers and characters or filmmakers who, who really love the property that they're adding something to you know and literally they've been doing stuff like that since part two like the yeah. skulls on the fucking ship were fucking aliens yeah an alien. <laughs> i know man like it's, it's like been... it's not like that series does not have like little little nuggets of information for you i mean half the entries in the series non-canon or not are fucking literally the result of shared property like that's the only <laughs> reason that we have alien versus predators because the fucking same people own it as far as i know like but that's all that bullshit aside, I do think that it was just a very, very well-made film. I thought the acting was fucking incredible. Um, I So we watched it in English at first, or the first time, and I, I really had a good time with that. I'm trying to convince my wife to let, to, to watch it again. I, I really want to watch it in Comanche, um, just to yes. see, just to kind of hear that. Because Rocco, like you said, um, it really is such a good visual storytelling movie that, like, obviously, yes, the music and... The dialogue and all that shit's important, but if you mute this movie or if you listen to the movie in a language that you do not speak, which for me would be Comanche, I do not speak Comanche or understand Comanche, um, it's still going to be a really good movie. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to know exactly what the character, I, I just, I don't know, man. Well, if there's you the idea me... of, of uh, show, don't tell, right? That's a yeah, component of like, yeah, just, you don't, don't tell me. Don't, I don't need exposition when you could show me in a fucking a, a brief shot. And you don't need to know. You figure out the hierarchy of the tribe. You know what her place is yep. in that tribe and know what these other guys. And you could see the 
uh, how she's viewed and the, you don't even and they really don't even tell you what's happening like in a lesser movie the whole uh, the passing of the well are we still spoilers the passing Man, of the, it, the, look <laughs> if you're listening to this at this let's say something at the beginning zach right. we make sure that we that we listen like the episode <laughs> yeah, description you. that we're going to talk it's about been out for two weeks anyway yeah, um, if it's like the whole two passing, weeks, you. they don't have a elaborate scene with like now you are and like it's literally just handing a fucking stick to someone yeah and if you're stick. just yeah, and if you're watching, you get oh no, she's in charge. And it's also very similar to one of my favorite movies of all time, Moana, because the uh, as the <laughs> I've actually <laughs> never seen that. I've as she ascends Moana. to the uh, the top of the throne, as a uh, yeah, yeah. So big fan of it, guys. I uh, really had a blast watching that movie. Zach, talk to us. Zach, I completely right? agree. I'm a huge Predator fan, and I thought um, after the last Predator film, was it called The Predator? Yeah, it was an abomination. I was so uh, personally offended by that film. Uh, this I think a lot of people were. This is exactly what the franchise needed. Something different, treated with respect. Dude. Um, badass versus badass. Like, And you know what was cool? Uh, the anti-fan service kind of moment where when she falls into that mud pit mm -hmm. and she's got to get out and she's covered yeah. in the mud and she does the Arnold coming out of the... Uh, the she comes out and it's like, oh, well, she's obviously going to land back in that mud pit. at the. It's like, no, no. You thought mm -hmm. that, like everyone kind of went, oh, fuck mud. It's going to be, no, there was a, a different way to to get about that. And she figured out with her medicine and stuff and used her brain in other ways to figure it out, you know? So I thought that was a really cool little tease you like, oh shit, I see where they're going. And it's like, no, nope, yeah, I ain't where they're going. I think it, I think it's, I, I think this is what every franchise needs, right? Like love it or hate it. We are in the franchise age and it's not fucking ending anytime soon, right? Like the ownership of intellectual property at this point drives new storytelling way more than the desire to tell a new story. So I don't think that the three of us are going to be the dudes to necessarily fix that problem. What I would like to do is just try to be, try to find ways to affirm it when I can without like, you know, catering to something that sucks. Uh, Prey ruled. And I feel like they're, one of the reasons that it ruled is because number one, they did take it someplace very interesting that it hasn't gone yet. But number two, you're obviously dealing with people who love the franchise and are aware of what fans of the franchise are expecting, right? When you, when you know your audience that well, I do feel like you're, you're in the best position to really make, you know, to take them on a ride that they're going to remember, you know, and, and not necessarily a ride that, that's going to make them want to buy you know, more shit or see the next film or subscribe to this particular service or whatever. But uh, I do think that just, just like what you said, knowing what we're knowing, what audiences are going to expect based on what they've seen before, specifically when you're working within a franchise, right. And then sort of inverting that or twisting that or modifying it in some interesting way. Like that's, that's some of the best shit that we can hope for in the majority of bigger budget movies that we're going to see right now, you know? So when it does happen, like it did in this, I'm really stoked to see it being rewarded on the money side too. Like people are obviously going ape shit over this movie. I don't know how that, I don't know how movie money works on Hulu or whatever. So it's not like a box office thing necessarily, but surely the people who made this see the, the popularity of it um, and are going to capitalize on those things, hopefully because, Hopefully because they're good and not just because they make money. Yeah. And you'd like to see it almost be like an interesting uh, thing to see it if they did use it. I mean, if they continue this story, but yeah, if you're going to keep the same property, like, I don't know, give me feudal Japan, you know, give me 
I'd be tired. Go places, mother. Like, go different places. You know, give me a goddamn caveman. Uh, you know, like, I don't, <laughs> you, you got it. And, like, I don't know. The budgets don't, it could be what they have to be. But, you know, I mean, let's just hope one I day did. this leads to uh, Jason in the snow, like we all want. All that versus Predator. What'd you say? Mortal Kombat versus Predator. It's, it, who knows, man? It could it be could possible. To, Did he ever show up in one of them Capcom games or anything like that? Didn't they always Probably. Throw some random motherfuckers in there? They had Mortal Kombat in Predator in um, Predator in Mortal Kombat, I think X or something, as a okay. downloadable character. So That makes sense. I know like Spawn was in there and like yeah. random ass dudes were in there. Yeah. I wonder how that works. Oh, and now at this point, now that like intellectual property sort of governs in a very public way what we enjoy, like I become very curious about past instances of that. Like, did these people strike a deal? Did they license it? How long did the licensing of the character last? Like, who got paid what? I, mean, I don't know why that all way beyond our pay grade, and it'd be fascinating Ooh. to know, but it's like tough to figure out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is. It, but like you said, it is interesting. I'm sure that nobody's ever going to tell me that shit. But to be honest, it's probably more entertaining t- to wonder about it than it is to actually know the truth. Yeah, the truth probably sucks. It's all legal, <laughs> As it, complicated. As it often does. It often does. Unfortunately, we're in the business of death metal around here. <laughs> right, baby. Right. Now that this is just the lifts and riffs. Now I know it's not lifts and riffs. Now that this is just the this we're just the straightforward death comes lifting podcast now, man. Right, baby. Death um, metal is your business, and business is good. You're goddamn right. That's he Zach brings the lifting. I bring the death. Go to you, man. Look at this. I do not. Oh, give me a fucking break, man. (laughs) What this is. I'm the only one not wearing a tank top. I feel so inadequate. This is residuals right here. This is what's left over. The last time I was actually in a gym lifting was January, I think. I have. I know. And I know you are. You're the. I, I hear your voice, Zach, in the back of my mind. Work your core, work your legs, and and I turn around and I say no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I just I just I hit a point where I got sick of the gym. We have a gym in the building. It's a nice gym. Zach, I think you and I talked about this last time. I can't remember. I just got tired. I got t- tired of fucking being boxed in down there, um, and you know nobody's wearing masks anymore. Which you know if that's if, if that's your choice or whatever, and it's it's sort of my choice to not want to be in a closed in area. Uh, with people who aren't wearing masks and not wiping down equipment and shit like that. So pretty much everything that I'm doing right now is just cardio. The only indoor shit that I do at all is the stationary bike and the stair climber. When you get back to hitting the weights or, or calisthenics though, your body, yeah, I know. your body's going to respond because you've been taking such a break from it. It's going to shock your body and you're going to fucking blow up, dude. Oh man. Well, maybe I need to do that. Maybe that's what I'll do during the cold season this year. So that when the heat rolls around next spring, I'll just break right. this shit out, be like fucking cut up and down. Nobody's going to know what to think. It's going to be great. I know a guy that will, that will write you a program, brother. <laughs> so we got this together. Let me find that motherfucker. Me Point me in his direction. Sounds like a wise man. There's a few things that do keep the kid and cut extremely cut out of the, the picture for me. And those things are pizza and uh, <laughs> ice cream and probably uh, a brewski or two too many. But uh, that's OK, dude. It's all balance. In life. What are you saying? Are you saying that you so you don't fuck with those things? Or no, you, I do. And that's oh, what's always you should, keep. as you should, man. Yeah, well, I'll always keep the uh, the perfect uh, 16 year old six pack I used to have at bay. Oh, I don't need well. that anymore. Yeah, um, man, we're we're past that. We don't. Uh, we're I old rec- married guys. <laughs> That's true. I recently uh, stopped working. I took a summer sabbatical, and uh, oh, nice. so I so I uh, my my uh, lack of my not doing a physical job anymore. I'm like, are these 
are these guns going to go away? Cause I don't really do any actual <laughs> lifting. I mean, mountain biking and biking in general. And I have a little pool in the backyard now that I, uh, oh, the, nice. the, 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 the cold water dip in the morning. Oh, that's huge, man. Oh my that's God. So good for you, bro. Oh, it feels so good. Really? My, my wife turns into an ice cube and it's cannot do it. But... Nature's anti-inflammatory. Dude, it's so, uh, it's a uh, right after the bike ride, right into the pool. Yeah, man. Oh, so fuck. Some Viking shit for real. Are y'all serious? Oh, yeah. serious yeah cold plunge. interesting you just jump into some some cold you just jump yeah, into cold take, water. A, take an ice bath or a cold shower if you don't have one it's so good for you man that's a big yeah. thing in like football camps and combines and then uh ufc guys do it a lot where they just yeah. dive in there there's um, a there's a fountain it. across the street at uh, kaiser permanente when i get done with my runs i'll just right. jump in that motherfucker <laughs> gotta wait a little while though i'm gonna wait until it's chillier outside god damn it's feeling good outside right now boys the get- weather is creeping up Oh, oh shit! When it you was get typo your weather this morning, man. When you get your mugshot for uh, public uh, indecency. At least you. Uh... <laughs> oh no! I'll be fully clothed if we're gonna do this thing. I'm gonna do it the Viking way, right? I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna wear my armor as I dive in. <laughs> That's right. Oh god! That's probably land on. It's probably yeah, man. It's like five percent water and like ninety five percent rat piss. <laughs> Apparently, that's that's one of the things that we learned about city living, which you boys are probably a lot more familiar with than I am. When we moved up here, we had to start getting what is it, leptospirosis shots for my dog. Oh, I, I was like, about that. I was like, what the fuck is that? Why do we have to get this other shot? What is this? And the the veterinarian was like, it's it's leptospirosis or whatever is is carried by uh, pest animals, I think. And he was like, it's the rats. And I said, there's, I've never seen a rat on the street before. And he was like, we'll come out at night. There are many, many rats out here. They piss on absolutely everything. Just get your dog a shot. I was like, all right, bro, I'll do it. Isn't that a, a misfit song? The rats come out at night. Uh, out at <laughs> it should be. It's, you know what? You know what I would like to hear? I'd like to hear a new Chain to the Dead song. Ooh, uh, there are uh, six recorded, four, four originals and two covers that are. Can you? Uh, can you talk can you talk to us about what's on the horizon with fucking chain to the dead man whatever it is it's been simmering it's been cooking it's been in the kitchen for way too long man the people are dying yeah we had uh you know we were we had a couple setbacks there was a little bit of a health scare in the in the in the group uh, oh gosh a family member okay yeah yeah it was a family member of a guy in the group and uh you know covid and all that kind of stuff and uh yeah. you know a couple <laughs> and then good things like marriages and uh, getting yeah. married and buying houses you know things got pushed aside and uh we we're always working on the stuff and uh uh we got four brand new ones uh the album is uh, gonna be a six piece uh six songs uh we so plan good. on doing like three eps that are all going to have a not a total theme but eventually those will go onto like maybe something bigger like an album when we could finally oh, make do a cool. vinyl that'd and cool. uh yeah maybe like you know it's gonna be so four four news two covers on each one and then maybe like yeah, wait, wait, wait. it's not completely, but uh, I can tell you the name of the album is going to be called Only Hunger Remains. Fuck yes. Yeah. Um, Story of my life. Let's go. That is a reference to something. And if you know me very well, you might know the band that's referencing a song to. Um, uh, we cover a uh, 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 Blood Duster song, a little Blood Duster medley, and a Punch and Stench song on the album. So, Punch Stench. Is that Only Hunger Remains? <laughs> that is correct, my friend. Okay, that's what I thought. But we, uh, I took off the only, and it's, only, and it's just hung only. Sick. Um, we're psyched, man. I think the EP idea is awesome, dude. Yeah, man. bands do that. Yeah, it's the way to go about it. Um, I, I kind of wanted to do the covers too to be stuff that was important to everyone yeah. in the band. So I said, hey, pick a song that's really important to you, and we're gonna do that. 
Um, obviously, cool. PU is a big one for me, and even Blood Duster was a big one for me when it uh, when that album came out. Uh, came out in like two thousand. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a it's a I don't know, just an interesting time in my life. So that that album was important to me, and I went to a, you know, it, it just you know I could explain it better, but I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> it's okay, man. Leave a little leave a little mystery. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And um, so I chose those. I believe that the next one is going to have a typo negative medley. Oh shit! That our drummer. <gasps> who's a madman of a human being and when it comes to music has made this and when i say medley i do not mean like three songs that a minute of one song amid another no like he has crafted this thing this frankenstein's beast of fucking like i can't even explain it i'm not gonna tell you which songs are gonna be done that song is just it's in a super nascent stages um so um i'm everyone in the band is really happy about it um i am very happy how it sounds I lost my uh, voice literally a couple of weeks before, uh, not from singing. I, my wife got some sort of a throat thingy oh. and uh, it was not COVID. We all kind of thought it was, but it yeah. just kind of was the same kind of thing. So literally about a week before we record the album, I could not have a phone call with you on the phone. And Jesus, you know, man. And it's wild. Yeah. And then it, luckily uh, it came back. <laughs> And, just uh, fucking slug back some milk and some raw eggs. And that shit came right back, baby. It's time for death metal. Yeah, it was uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it was recorded by uh, this guy Kevin Andreessen who uh works uh I believe he was on a couple of Dillinger Escape records. Oh cool. And he's a big dude over here. He's done a lot of cool albums and it sounds big. Like the re- the drums are everything just kind of sounds a little bigger than in the Sick, past. Man. Um now we're sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, um same uh concept with the uh, you know, the horror movies are represented uh properly, I think even more so. Uh I, I was not sample scared as I have been in the past about overdoing the samples because I sometimes feel like it's too much. Yeah. But I love them so much and uh, kind of integrated them in there. And a uh, couple, uh, you know, got some Italian horror represented. You got David Cronenberg's The Brood represented. Oh, yeah. And uh, some Killer Borns. So um, and you're, you guys are playing live again, huh? How many shows have you guys played since you've been back? Uh, we did a three uh, weekend run in uh, new england and one in new jersey uh at the end of the weekend with our boys in a uh, drive-by bukkake from uh boston <laughs> by bukkake that's fucking great dude that's great great it. great guys great humans really out. fun band if you want to listen to some just fucking like the bringing like the 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 fun kind of funny aspect of music that is serious it takes itself seriously yeah right. it's not just like dumb like fucking porno grind where it's just like silly samples and like fart yeah. noises it's it's Really well done, really good musician. And all these guys have been around forever. They've all been in tons of fucking death metal bands and bands over the years. And what's, uh, what's that other band? You're friends with them. They they're on horror paying gore deaths. They put out that one record that was Optimus Prime fucking a Tonka truck on the cover. Optimus Prime fucking a Tonka truck. Hmm. That is a new what are they fucking you know them? You're friends with them. Um they huh. just released a record anyway called called Homeschool Shooter. That's hilarious too. Fuck! Now I got to. That's look a good band up. name. Period. It, dude, it, I I almost wonder if it's not too if it's not too much right now. Um, yeah, for right now maybe not. But that's... yeah, I, well, actually, it is. Actually, it is too much. It's it's a pretty it's pretty rough. Um, but like you know, what are you gonna do? I I don't I mean, I, actually is, I don't know, man. It is cle- it is clever. It is a clever play on really the good. cover. The cover is. Uh, it's 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 that <laughs> i'm trying who is elbow deep 
Oh, I don't know if I know those guys. To tell you what the fuck? Yeah, you you don't? I thought you knew them, man. Martone knows who, everyone. Who am I thinking of then? Who? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, my friend. I don't know. I, I could have sworn you knew those guys. Well, elbow deep. You're welcome on the podcast. <laughs> elbow deep. Yeah, we want to get the, we want to get really into that thought process with you and yes. <laughs> talk a little bit about <laughs> your your. Uh, what do you do? Do you just spin a spin spin? Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at the various atrocities in the world and say to yourself, "What are we gonna do?" We had a we had a fun one last night. I, I shouldn't do that. I'm, I I don't mean to be disrespectful, but there was a guy, uh, like three blocks down the road last night, uh, drove his truck or car into a barricade. Um, right by where I usually run and his car caught on fire and he jumped out of his car and I think he took some shots at somebody near the Capitol and then shot himself. Oh, shit. Yeah, this was like right down the street, man. Uh, it happened yeah. like 4 a.m. I, I I honestly think that if we'd been awake, we would have been able to hear the, the shots. It's it's close, man. It's not that far away. Uh, a gunshot's a very weird sound here in real life that when you do not expect it. Oh yeah, it's not uh, the crack is a lot more yeah. yes. than you than you really expect though, and uh, yeah, it's 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 not something that you expect in <laughs> certain settings, right? One of those settings being you know in eyesight or eye line of the fucking Capitol building, but yeah, or you know when you're on the couch next to your wife or something like that, it's like <laughs> I don't really need TV. to be yeah, I don't need to be hearing gunshots, man. That's no good. Um. So uh, you made me think uh, uh, we are covers and Schuler's uh, got a project where you covered a ministry song. Yeah, baby. And uh, I want to know how you chose that. If you want to do that in some other form, maybe in another time, we could. Uh, well, oh, no, we well, can did, talk about that. That's since, you're the, since you're the death and Zach is the lifting, I guess I'm the uh, come. You're the come. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe one day yeah. the lifting will uh, and the and the come will. Uh, interview the death about his, oh my his musical project, but um, uh, Zach, if you had a musical project, what would you pick? What would you? What would be your song that like you would want to do that means something that you feel like would really be like this is my song? Yeah, yeah. I would love to do like a heavier version of like a Bowie or Kiss song. I like like glam rock a lot, and mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like those uh, those be cool heavied up a little bit, like Strutter, Moon Age, Daydream, or some shit like that. That's what I would do. Destroyer or War Machine doesn't Six Feet Under War do Mach- War Machine? War Six Feet Under did War Machine, yeah. yeah. And it's and they did good. It was a good it was a good oh. cover of it. I'm not a big Kiss fan, but I I I did like that one. I didn't know I was. And then there's a wrestler named Taz who was in ECW, which was a underground wrestling promotion in the '90s, and he came out to War Machine. I was like, that riff is fucking so good. <laughs> Who the fuck sings it? And I'm like, oh god, it's goddamn fucking Kiss. So I was like, all right, <laughs> guess, let me listen to a couple Kiss albums, and you know, I mean, when there's I was some- a kid. When, when I was a kid, Kiss band. Was terrifying. Oh, um, really? Yeah, just because the imagery of it all, and like you know, in the eighties, you didn't really know what they sounded like. I didn't know. I didn't have music in my life until I was much older. So I, yeah. my, I had a, a neighbor who had the dolls and uh, maybe like a couple comics and shit. And I was like, oh my god, those things are fucking scary, man. <laughs> They're gonna come alive like fucking puppet master and get me in my sleep. <laughs> and then you, and then you find out it's motherfucking. I was made for loving you and Beth and all this shit. It's like that. That's a very anachronistic to how you look and what yeah. kind of music you were making. That's them. Yeah, that was very, yeah, yeah. very shocking to me. Um, I'm trying to think of a good Bowie. Uh, I like this Bowie's Outside album. That was the album that he did with Trent Reznor in the. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've actually fucking... heard some stuff from that. I really liked it. That is the underrated album that should be embraced more. 
because it's really fucking violent and a really cool concept to tell like an art murderer that a serial killer who kills with art that's why i like bowie he's just was fearless so do, you do fucking anything all this is so yeah. much different you know and he said he totally owned it and it's totally him i have i have an idea for a cover that i want to do in trocar but but jan doesn't want to do it and i i think that the idea is so good that somebody's got to do it and if i tell you guys we've got to cut it from the podcast so zach you might want to write this down i will uh <laughs> So oh, I don't right. want the world to know, but like Rocco, I feel like if anybody knows whether or not this has been done before, you'll know. I don't think it's been done before. Part of what we are trying to do in the band, we got like three main areas of influence. And if you, if you listen to the demo, you can hear that, right? There's, there's gore grind, there's industrial metal. And then there's like D beat hardcore, like D beat punk, like uh Disphere or uh, wolf brigade or something like that. Tell me it wouldn't be sick as fuck. God damn. Um, That'd be sick. Oh, that's some homework I'm going to do to pop those two boys in there and check it out. I'm trying real hard to get them to do it, man. But we, I think one cover might be all I can ring, ring from the stone. But we'll see what happens, man. I, I feel like when you got that much disparate sort of influences coming from different places, it's fun. I like doing covers, man. Like if it were... If I were running the show, which I wouldn't want to be, I, I wouldn't want to be in a project where like I was the only one calling shots. Um, yeah, Zach, I guess we can. So we're not cut anymore, I don't think. Do you want me to cut it? No, no, no. Oh, no, I got you. Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, I, I do. I think that one of the most fun things about being in a band is is doing covers and sort of putting your your spin on it in places where it works. And I feel like the ministry cover, I feel like adapted itself that version of it adapted itself pretty naturally to what we were trying to do with it. Um, it's very interesting to take those two bands. Oh, wait, we can't talk. About that. Um, <laughs> you can, well, you can, you can refer to those two bands. We just can't say who they are, or what, or what songs we're talking about. Just cause it's a, uh, it's interesting to have a band that is so loose and a band that is so so tight. And yeah. do construct songs. And one band is, you know, it's an interesting dichotomy to get there. If you go back to the second band that you're referring to, if you get back to some of their earlier stuff, there's some slop in there. There's a little bit of room for moving around. There's some. I guess it's the perception, you know, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is like this. Uh, yeah. I was listening to a, a thing um, that made me think of you. Um, it's the new Wormrod album. That yes. I Good shit. And um, yes. I thought of you instantly because there's definitely a little uh, Burton C. Bell um yeah, they affinity in there. Got the uh the cleans coming out of nowhere on a fucking worm rot record. It was really, really it's cool stuff, man. Yeah, I was surprised. I uh I, I kept seeing the, the image and uh people oh Jesus, I spoke my bubbly. Um Uh-oh. not champagne. I'm a bubbly boy, I'm a seltzer. Oh yeah, the, the the seltzer. We love uh, we love the seltzer. Um and uh yeah, that kind of took me off guard. A lot of the vocal stylings on that really took me off guard. I, I love yeah. the uh almost like that uh agoraphobic go Jesus, easy for you to say agoraphobic nosebleed style with the different yeah. kind of vocals coming at you and i don't know if it's the same dude or not do not know I much know. about that band um blown like very impressed uh, i did not know i kept seeing it seeing it and it became one of those things where it's like all right guys i get it it's, i gotta listen to this album and i was like eh, that's it is. Good shit. it's good and it's been a while since they released anything and one of the things that honestly the thing that surprised me most about it number one was the fact that 
they were still around or that they came back because I they were just not at all on my radar anymore. And if people knew that they were getting together to to do this shit, I I never heard about it. You know what I mean? So the surprise of it was really, really cool. But then also I, I can't believe they must have like some fucking unbreakable ironclad deal with earache to make them have to put it out on earache in 2022 because let's face it like that's not it doesn't fit in with their uh weird like, british cowboy country yeah. it's not like <laughs> gar- yeah it's not fucking garage rock or whatever it is you know which you know if that's what you're into okay fine but but you know it, it got fucking me, worm rock it got me thinking too since they're uh we've uh singapore uh right um yeah about how as death metal dudes how much more than a lot of people that with, do not listen to that are the style of music we do have l- less exposure or just even like thoughts about people from different parts of the, the world. Like the idea of like, oh, it's this band from Singapore. That's pretty cool. But it's also yeah. not that crazy because of what we listen to, because we've listened right. to music from so many different parts of the world. And yeah, a lot of it isn't from the same styles, but it is influenced by their lives, where they're from. You don't have to be straight up fucking Corpaclani and have the whatever and the alchemist having a, you know, like a didgeridoo on their album. Elevati or whatever. Yeah. They are people who are grew up in these countries. And it's very cool that when you're young and you're looking for shit, you gravitate towards the other countries where, I mean, when I was a younger man, it was less open. And the idea of Chinese food was weird. You know, like yeah. my father wouldn't have Chinese food. I don't think he Interesting. was. Interesting. I don't think he was racist against Chinese people. I mean, he might have been. He was an asshole. But he, he would have McDonald's mm-hmm. when we had Chinese food. That's how new Chinese food was, right? Interesting. And I'm using Chinese food with Wormont, not because they're both um, similar parts of the, the world, but just because that's how new stuff was. You didn't have this open yeah. society where you could just go online and talk to someone from a different country or just see footage. You had to see the, a PBS show, a National yeah. Geographic. That was really the only way to see people from other cultures. Or look at a fucking encyclopedia. Yeah, one of those goddamn things. One of those fucking things. <laughs> or I, even, yeah, but or I, just see how the media portrayed them in American media, which is usually not great. You know, I yeah. saw a lot of people from uh, wrestling and it's like, well, you know, they were called the Orient Express and they all came out to the same music and they had the same character. And it was just a white dude's impression of what an Asian person is to look like. But, yeah. So and getting, I, I think it, I think at this point, probably what the main thing that's changed is, is just the, the global connectivity that we have now. Right. Yeah, like you, you could, said, the you Internet is here. people much easier now because it used to you used to not know that these you, right. your brain would disconnect a little bit just because the information wasn't out there. And but when you when i was a kid it was cool to yeah. go i want to listen to these bands from these places it's really neat i think it's a unique thing to what we do and listen to that to a lot a, of people don't have you know yeah to to but, an extent i think i think i think that you're right to an extent especially with sort of the really interesting um identities that all of these different places have you know like swedish death metal or indonesian brutal death metal like they all have a very particular sound and a very particular face um, that I think is, is really cool. But at the same time, one of the, one of the cool things that I found out about, um, when I was doing the show at WUSC, uh, you know, everybody who staffs the radio station is a college undergraduate, right? I think I was one of like three graduate students involved and like the faculty liaison or whoever that is plays very little to no part in it. It's all run by students. And, getting to know some of them and seeing the way that they experience music and find new music and everything now, like they'll be listening to like 
lo-fi bedroom pop from like Belize and shit. So, and that's cool to me, like it, because it does feel more like sort of the way that, that I went about finding music from different parts of the world when I was younger, it seems like that's a whole lot easier thing and a whole lot more natural thing to do now. Um, and it's just another way that sort of global borders, I think, are dissolving for this for this generation that's coming up right now. And I, I think that that's probably a, a good idea. Yeah. And it's you got to figure, too, it was uh, how many people from different countries came to this country because yeah. they played death metal music? Yeah. And vice versa. You know, like how many sure. guys from, you know, the swamps of fucking Florida were able to go to Japan in a time yeah. where like or Russia at a time where it was hard to go to Russia. Just, yeah. But like, yeah, fucking, all right, you guys could come over. I mean, it wasn't like it was easy for these guys to go over there, but they were getting over there. It's it's really neat, and uh, that's one of the things I really like. That one of the, uh, as as I understand it, obviously I haven't been there and seen it, but like Disgorge, who, I mean, it's some of the heaviest music ever recorded. It's brutal death metal. It's fucking insane. To violently vomit Disgorge, the the U.S. Disgorge, like when they play in Indonesia. It's like the fucking Beatles, apparently. Like they, their hotel gets swarmed. Like people fucking get around their bus or get around their van and everything when they're trying to get into a venue. Like, can you imagine that? So cool. Can you imagine for a second, like chained to the dead, getting that <laughs> kind of treatment? Like seriously, because of fucking death metal. You know what I mean? Like it's heavy as shit. It's hard to listen to. Yet it is rock star caliber shit. Um, in Indonesia. So I, I also think it's really cool to look at the way different parts of the world enjoy this kind of music too. Yeah, I mean, that's a, such a cool thing of the, the fandom uh, and have like, it's something I always have a struggle with when people want to talk after a show and say they really liked what they saw on that stage. Yeah. And when we were up in New England, because uh, we have, we don't, you know, we, we played there before, but like this guy had me sign, we signed his shirt. He bought a sh- shirt we had and uh, as the orange one, I believe you have a shirt the last one we had and we all signed it and i was like this is so interesting to me it's so cool the guy was so gregarious and nice and uh just generous with his uh time and uh asking if i wanted drinks and stuff like that that's cool and man. it was a real blast and then to ask the to sign something it's uh it's interesting man um but it's you're fun. A fuck, you're a rock star, man. Like that, <laughs> I want to see a chain to the dead show just because I want to see you like fucking elbow dropping motherfuckers off the top <laughs> ring, rung, rope, whatever. I obviously I am I am the man on the outside of wrestling in, in this conversation. But I the closest that I can get to it, I think, and still enjoy it in an authentic way is not actually going to a wrestling match, but going to a chain to the dead show. That's right. We should go. <laughs> well, we, think- we will. Yeah, I think you would enjoy that. I think you would enjoy wrestling too. Wrestling's uh, I want the greatest form of theater on the planet, but um, I think a chain of dead show could also be that as well. I we, want to go to your show with Fulci so bad. It was in like two weeks. It is uh, the twenty sixth of February. We are playing with Fulci from Italy. Really? Of cool, cool. Uh, February, yeah. August. I apologize. I apologize. Oh, okay. August. I was gonna say, what the fuck? I never <laughs> professed to be. Way out, I never professed to be a smart man. Um, That's time travel shit, right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the twenty sixth of August. I believe Sick. is the first date on their tour, if I am not so mistaken. Cool, dude. And Fulci rocks. New York next. Uh, they're a new band that I really like. I mean, aesthetically, it's perfect for me. Yeah, sure. I love it. And uh, if it's everything, uh, there's some uh, goombas like myself. I hope uh, yeah. talk, uh, talk the old country a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they would live in the city. But uh, yeah, very cool band. Uh, very excited to play that show. That's a stacked show, too. Uh, That's yes. Horror, right? Say that again? Aren't Sentient Horror on that bill, too? Sentient Horror, yeah. That is correct. Our, our buddies Oxalate, who's the guy putting the show on, Zach. Who's, Oxalate uh, Rips. Who are uh, 
out there doing some fucking true road warrior shit that uh, right now they are really all over the place and hopefully getting uh getting bigger and bigger because they're all great dudes and deserve it and uh, i believe you put the show on there's another band on the bill that is fucking driving me nuts i can't remember it um but yeah that's gonna be a good show and it's in the yeah. meat locker in new jersey which is a place that's been around for a million years and is a real dingy old place to see that's, i was gonna say a second ago when i see chain to the dead i want it to be at the meat locker just because i know you have such a storied history with this venue i feel yeah, like that I, would be i, I spilt a lot very, of blood in that place <laughs> a very authentic place to see you in your natural elements if i didn't yeah. have a convention that death comes lifting was working i would be there for sure one million oh, percent man. yeah that should be I'm a so good bummed one. and it's exciting to be back and uh yeah, um, I bet. be playing shows again. Um, doing a little road, road 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 trip was pretty cool too. Going out to mm-hmm. Connecticut and New Hampshire, they actually had a billboard uh, above the the venue that you could see from the highway. Really, place it was a really cool spot uh, in New Hampshire, and uh, they do a lot of metal shows there. It's like a metal bar. You go in there, and there's just a picture of fucking Lemmy above the fucking bar. <laughs> and, uh, right. Really cool. My buddies uh, have their uh, album release for that weekend so there's a big billboard with their album on it it's a drive-by bukaki chain to the dead fucking <laughs> backstab or zinc fabricated there was a billboard with drive-by bukaki written on it uh they have rebrand they have kind of shortened their name to dbb but there was also a radio ad <laughs> for the on the local on the the, the the metal station up there and they said they went all out oh my and, god uh, dropped the drive-by there's probably there's probably like people who somehow or another end up in like these weirdly sheltered places that they don't quite know what certain terms mean, myself being one of them. Like, yeah, I, I don't need to know what these things mean. I prefer. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think the people working with the radio knew that maybe that's a word that you that you shouldn't put on fucking FM radio. But like I uh, I got introduced yesterday via the Internet, of course, to something called a Sibian. Do you know what that is, Zach and Rocco? Yeah. Y'all don't know what that is either. I, I feel I'll feel better if you guys don't know what that is either. No, I don't. I'm a, I'm a caveman, right. so I don't, I don't pay attention. Rocco, did you? Could you? You couldn't hear that, could you? Sorry, I, my my cat just knocked over a whole thing no, off my. It's okay, my man. other room. I thought one of them was crushed. Cats doing what cats do? Do you? Are you familiar with a machine called the Sibian? Do you know what that is? Uh, yes. Uh, being a growing up where I grew up, Howard Stern was a big part of uh, my radio oh. experience, and that was a big it's, part of his show. Is he like one of the creators of it or something? Um, I don't know. It was a big thing back in his, when I, shit, man, this is back when I didn't even, it was terrestrial radio. So this is like 20 yeah. years ago. I, 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 fi- I found out what one was yesterday. And that's one of those situations where I'm just like, I felt like I, I should know that by now. I feel like that's one of those things that by the time you're, you know, 39 years old, you might should know uh but then again it's also a thing that i'll probably never come into contact with but it's still pretty interesting <laughs> yeah i mean if you need one of those uh, yeah. it's good that that machine's out there for you absolutely man if that's you know if do please yourself <laughs> if you if you're listening right now and you're a Sibian owner and you'd like to get in touch with us about some of the more memorable experiences that you've had feel free to reach out on social media maybe we'll have you on next time who knows it's the death comes lifting podcast i can only assume that that motherfucker is heavy Right. Uh, so <laughs> you know, come talk to us. We want to hear all about if anyone out there has removed the uh the driver's seat from their car and replaced it with one of those machines. Oh my god, then oh, let us know. Yeah, if you just want to be oh, I mean, if you're always being pleasured, you, you're not ever being pleasured, so you need to you need to take a break every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to, for instance, take one to the grocery store, probably. 
No, I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, and if you want to, we, we, we take all kinds here. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do what you, do, what makes you happy, man. Do what makes you feel good. Everyone out there, do what makes you happy. Do what makes that's you happy. Do end, what makes you feel good. That's the end of the day. That's our message. And that's right, man. We want, I can't believe we've been doing this for an hour. It feels like I've been talking to you guys for 15 minutes. I know, man. But it all, it always, that's how it always goes. I don't, I don't think I've ever been on this show and like looked at the clock and been like, God damn, how much longer are we going to be? Here? No, never. How much longer are we going to be here? <laughs> I hope not. That I'd be, no, bummed. that would, yeah. uh, if that were the case, we just wouldn't do the show. That's true. Um, Especially with you, Martin. We got to get you back on again and again. We do. Your microphone is sounding really good too, man. Is that a, is that specifically for, uh podcasting or it is it is i've actually uh have a uh podcast i do myself it is a wrestling podcast um a couple this this uh uh, podcast feed called the north south connection um they've been around for a long time used to be called a place to be different podcast groups and uh i've been a big fan and they uh they're pretty big uh in the wrestling podcast game really smart guys uh discussing all the different parts uh, uh breaking down wrestling and and some uh, mathematical ways and some historical ways and just really is salient a uh, smart discussion about uh something i love and uh they, one of the guys asked me I, I was doing a little solo thing we're watching uh, some old matches and then uh i've done guest spots on some of the shows that they have mm-hmm. and um now we do a by every other week was that bi-weekly is that a yeah yeah uh podcast discussing some modern wrestling and uh, it's See? been really fun it's we awesome. told you, man. We, we knew. We knew that, that you would do this. We <laughs> knew that you would do this. Yeah. Is that why you had the echo on when you first turned on the microphone? Were you doing your announcer voice? No, no, no. I had that because I'm a luddite who doesn't know how to work mechanical <laughs> things, but uh, or electronical things. There's, but uh, yeah. So wrestling, like again, like it's. Uh, I'm not particularly interested in it, but I definitely do think uh, one of the more interesting things about it is when you see, like, really cerebral conversations about it which i i typically don't understand either either the wrestling part or the really smart part or whatever but when i was first coming into my phd program there was a guy who was a few years ahead of me he actually defended his dissertation the year that i got there um i I can't remember exactly what the angle was but it was all about like the rhetoric of combat sports and uh wrestling also played a big role in it like if you go back to like rhetorical theory and things like that. A lot of, a lot of the the language that's been appropriated in rhetoric comes from like the physical world of of sports playing and things like that. Like kairos, right? Like this this timeliness, you know, uh, quality of time. Um, originally, you know, the 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 word deals more with like an opening, like a productive opening, like for a for a bullet to pass through, or for an arrow to pass through, or for a soccer ball to pass through, or something like that. I am probably uh, fucking up at least a little bit of that yeah but like you're saying that right now and that's kind of like uh, dissecting of, of something that like a wrestling angle yeah. or match or something it, it's not just like i saw this let me tell you what i saw sure it's more interesting to me to to find the minutiae and the uh the, the branch off ramify out from this thing and go into directions that yeah. you know um, draw analogies about you know and, it's what we do with death metal yeah like it's it's all art is you know can connected and uh it's you own it and you do with it and you know like everything you watch anytime you take in any art every other piece of art you've watched is in there with it now Mm -hmm. and that's what i like to that's where i like branching off into and it's like 
I'm not, it's not a, sh- I, like, I would never want to be a part of something that just shits on a bad, like, oh, this thing is sure. not great. Like, I don't, yeah. if it's not something I, I don't like, I'm probably just not going to talk about it, yeah. you know, unless it's like, you know, actually the annoying like, angers me or something like that, which is not that easy to do. I, I try to like, when I'm, when I'm talking about something that I do not like, I typically try and limit that to situations where I need to explain why I have no fucking idea what's being discussed. So like, instead of shitting on wrestling, I'll say it's not, I, you know, I'm not really a fan of it or it's not for me. Well, I think what I always like to say is I don't know how to like that yet. I, uh, one day. Holy I shit. That's incredible. I don't know how to like that yet. That is very, that's it, profound. I'm not there yet. I say yeah. that too. I haven't. That's why we love you, man. That's why I'm, we go on any road trip. I, I got to start working <laughs> that. I got to make that a mantra. I got to like, yeah. I got to put that on a post-it and put it up someplace. It's like, like uh, one day you'll learn to love it. Maybe, you know, like one, one day, day, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Going on my whiteboard, bro. Learn to love it. And, and then start judging, judging people with that don't like to work out. I say, just learn to love the pain. That's I haven't I mean. learned to like that yet. Learn to love it. Learn to love the pain. But to you love will. The That's right. Nobody <laughs> ever drowned in sweat. That's right, bitch. Pain but is leaving the body. You should do Zach. You should do like a death metal record, like yeah. um, that's oh, all. Goodness. All of the song titles are like um, not necessarily things that have gone wrong in a gym. I guess you could do that too because there might not be enough of what I'm about to say. But like, oh, there's little, probably enough. Little wrestling, uh, not wrestling, but little gym cliches, little yeah, like, gym platitudes, like nobody ever drowned in sweat. Like write right. a song about the first person to drown in sweat. Right. That's a great idea, bro. Honestly. That would be cool. That would be cool as fuck. And then you know, of course, obviously, other gym mishaps like it is a yeah. place where you could, you could i think it's probably easier to get killed in a gym uh yeah. than it is a number of other places that that you may sort of spend your time in throughout sure. the course of yeah. one day or another i remember having to shelter in place during a tornado in a gym wow. uh, back in arkansas and thinking to myself man i'm in a room <laughs> filled with weights and mirrors <laughs> and ang- nothing but ang- nothing yeah. but angles nothing this is everything's great. pointy heavy yeah and yeah. 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 Fuck me up. Yeah. everything's gonna be fine i'm gonna report back to you guys yeah you should do you can become like the the natter sadek of uh <laughs> of of like blending um heavy music and fitness or at least heavy heavy music and gym culture I'm already at least like, halfway there yeah. there you go recruit recruit a team of of uh of excellent yeah. musicians and then you uh you know you can do vocals you can hang now, around Marco, i need some vocal coaching yeah there you go <laughs> some uh beer drinking and uh, fucking ECW watching sessions, you know? I am good yeah. at all those things, my friend. Yeah. Um, well, besides the vocal part. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, you're we, good at the vocal we, part. We, we played a show once with this band, and this kid came up at the end. He's like, so what is your technique, bro? Do you?" And he just named all these <laughs> things. Yeah. And I go, I was like, I just try to sound like the craziest human that I could sound like. There you go. And he's we like, love you okay, bro. <laughs> he's just like, I was like, that's the best I could do. Like, I just want to sound like what's your what's your what's your technique that I heard about (laughs) on a YouTube video? Are you doing this kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I asked the dude I was recording with. He's done a lot of bands. I'm like, am I the least professional person? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, absolutely not, dude. You uh, you're on time and you're not being a pain in the ass. So no, there's. He's like, I was like, yeah, I can only imagine some of the fucking stuff you see in that recording room. That is interesting, but uh. I did not ask for like candles and a severed pig's head or anything crazy. Oh man, that's no ambiance. You should have been like, I need fucking wrestling posters to plaster this (laughs) booth. Otherwise, I'm not stepping in this fucking place. I'm not just racing it with my presence. I I think I drank a four gallons of water in that four hour period (laughs) because it was uh, it was tough going, man. Um, 
I mean, I hope you guys like it when it comes out. Maybe I'll, dude, you know, I'm. Uh, can't wait to hear it. You'll come back on. We'll talk. It's gonna be a blast. If you Everyone. want to send us anything to listen to, feel free. You know that. You know we're always excited. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, I mean, once I'm it's finally uh, mixed up and everything, I'll send you guys a little, yeah, little snip. And we're not really sure what we're doing it yet. Like we'd like to. Cool. We've always self done everything. Uh, yeah. Mike from Horror Pain kind of put out our CD, but you know we yeah. did the album and everything, and you know everything's always in house and uh, goes right back to what man. we're doing. But we'd like to try to see if someone is interested which we've never done before and uh, i don't really know many of the personally the labels that are out there that but um you know we're gonna try to see if someone's interested in that i think that would be sick i and i i also but if you do end up doing it yourself again i just want to say that like the presentation and the packaging for a gruesome encounter is some of the most like well put together it's one of the most well put together vinyl records that i own specifically because of the sleeve did you guys like do you do you have like uh big um record nerd in your band uh we have uh i say joe our designer uh the the layout person is a uh, very aware of what he's doing and really good yeah. oh i'm specifically talking about the protective sleeve that that goes over the, the record and then goes into the oh no no i guess that was just like we just picked the what we it's you picked a, vi- a good one like it is yeah. a good one it's a very good one I, it's the only record that i own that has that um, and if you're listening right now and you're curious about it, if I'm not mistaken, there are still some blood red copies of Gruesome Encounter available. Is that, that correct? That's absolutely correct. Go to the if bank you're cap. listening right Everybody now, go buy that shit. Go, uh, go, go even... find chained, chained, chained to the dead, chained to the dead. And we find love the dude them. that's responsible for it. We love, love if you're going to name a band, name it less words than that. <laughs> no man, that's a tight name, dude. Seriously, be smart like about it. We do, yeah. we do love your band. We really enjoy your shit. That's one of the reasons. We, you know, we 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 got really lucky early on with uh, a guest whose music that we really liked, who also happened to be a dude that we would have on the show anytime. Um, thank you. We yes. we love you. Thank we love you. your band. You rule. Thank you so much, bro. I love you guys too, and I appreciate all the support over the years. It is oh, invaluable sure. and uh, means a lot. And it's and there's more coming, man. As soon as that shit's, <laughs> as soon as that shit's out, as soon as that shit's ready to go, holla at your boys. Yeah, we're in, dude. It's imagine this is imagine it's a major disappointment, and you guys are like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, I can't never, see it, man. I just I type of negative, bro. Exactly. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that type and we don't even we don't even get to hear that until who knows when. That's not even yeah. gonna be on this upcoming EP. So yeah. who knows? It's gonna be that. insane. <laughs> I love it. Well, boys. I love you. I gotta I get love you guys. So it's been get... fun. Yeah, this was a great surprise, man. Like, what a surprise to to have show up on my door and my phone. And uh, yeah, baby, it was great. Thank We're you, gonna man. do it again. It's great We're to be have back you. again soon. Definitely. My, my wife heard me show. read the text, and she's like, "What's that?" She heard the smile crack in my uh, mouth Aww. as my house was uh, quiet <laughs> at that moment. And uh, she's like, yeah. "She's like, what are you smiling at?" I'm like, "Um, uh, my boys are." Uh, Asking to be on the show again. She's like, oh, that's awesome. For our first real guest is on the Death Comes Lifting podcast. This is the number one besides me and Schuler or the Lifting Dead Army people. This is the first real guest on the Death Comes Lifting podcast. Real in more ways than one. So we got nowhere to go. (laughs) Real recognize real. Please do real shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, R-E-E-L. I'm just a film creature. (laughs) I'm not not a human. I'm just an actual. No, it's not true. All right. All right, guys, you're the best, guys. I appreciate you're the best. Right. As always, homie, peace out. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What good, night, good dudes. <laughs>